This is Listen Lakeland, the show that keeps you up to date on all the things that make our city a great place to live, work, and play. Today's host built her career in communications and public relations after graduating from Florida Southern College. As the president and CEO of the Lakeland Chamber of Commerce, she's charged with making Lakeland a place where business can prosper through advocacy, professional development, and education. Here's your host, Amy Wiggins. Welcome to the good life. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Amy Wiggins, and I am thrilled to be here with you, and I'm thrilled to introduce you to my two guests today. But first, I want to tell you, just remind you that Listen Lakeland is here because of Lakeland Vision and our friends at WONN and, and the city. And for almost two decades, more than two decades now at this point, Lakeland Vision has been a voice for the citizens of our community so that our elected officials and our businesses know and understand what our community is looking for and how to move us forward. So in that light, I'm going to talk today to two friends of mine um, and, and friends of the entire community because we're going to talk about third places and what that means. Um, so just to give you a little bit of history on that, which I had to go look up, I admit, um, our third places are those spaces between home, our first place, and work, our second place. And those third places are really where we continue to build the community. And, and those are the things that um, kind of interweave into the fabric of Lakeland as a whole. So today, two of our um, amazing third places are here with me. Cindy Scott with the Kitty Cat Lounge and Finn Walker with Inklings Bookshop. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm so thrilled that you're here. I'm thank honored. You. Yeah, yeah, thank yes. you. Thank you Absolutely. Well, you guys have two of probably the the neatest new spaces in Lakeland, so we're thrilled. And and it's not fair to say new, Ben. I know like Inklings has been around for a long time, but you guys are making some big changes and doing some really cool stuff. So why don't we start with you? Just give us, um, and I'll cut you off. Don't worry. Just give us a quick overview of what Inklings is and um, any tidbits that you can share with us about moving forward. Uh, yeah. So Inklings Bookshop has existed in several different iterations, but uh, back in 1975, it was established as Book Bazaar, mm -hmm. changed hands a few times. Uh, most recently, the owners were looking to retire back in 2019, and that's when my wife and I, uh, Carmen, we began negotiating with the previous owners, the dailies, and uh, to take over and move it into the next the next place, the next stage uh, of its existence. Um, so 2020 is when we reopened, rebranded as Inklings Bookshop, uh, just in time for a global pandemic. Woohoo! <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, we'd even joked the year before, it was like, all right, we looked at everything, the budget, the numbers, are like, I, we think we can make this work as long as there's not some type of, you know, random Pandemic. global <laughs> catastrophe. <laughs> right. <laughs> we should be able to make this work. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so that was an interesting first year, but uh, it was exciting. We learned a lot. And Lakeland is an awesome place. And we've had just tremendous amount of support throughout our time um, of struggling and growing and transitioning. So, yeah, and now we are looking for another another step, and that is moving from its long-held place on Cumbie Road yes. to downtown Lakeland. Very exciting. So, can you tell us where in downtown Lakeland? 
Yes, it is 243 North Florida. So okay. that is going to be right beside Trinity Presbyterian. Yes. Um, and we're going to share Bay Street with another awesome bookstore, Pressed uh, yes. Coffee and Books. And we're thinking that that's going to be a, a nice symbiotic relationship there. Absolutely. Can can you guys, like uh, everyone out there in the universe, hear that Lakeland has two independent bookshops mm-hmm. that are thriving? And how, I mean, how cool is that in today's, I, I feel like there are moments in my life where I feel like I need to just throw my computers and everything out the window because we're all so digitally focused. But mm-hmm. what an amazing, what an amazing story to tell for us. So congratulations. Thank you for being a part of that. Thank you. Yeah. So Cindy. Yes. Tell us a little bit about Kitty Cat Lounge. I want to say first that I love Inklings. I've been there into your current location, so I'm excited for you to move and be a neighbor basically to us because we're also downtown on Orange Street. Um, We've been open not quite three months at this moment. We are a cat cafe, so we have cats, um, and I work with a local rescue, so they are adoptable. But we're also um, the front of our house, and it it used to be a house, but it's now um, commercial, obviously. Um, is designed like a living room and a dining room. So we are an additional space where folks can come and relax. And we serve um, local coffee. We serve Ethos Roasters Coffee. And a lot of my food partners are Catapult members. Oh, great. Yep. And we just partnered actually with Honeycomb Bread Bakers. Mm -hmm. So we're now able to make sandwiches on site. So with their bagels and croissants, we're making sandwiches. And we have the best cheesecake with another vendor partner um, who is not a Catapult member, but an amazing baker nonetheless That's so awesome. we've been open like I said just well a little more than two months not quite three months and we've had 17 adoptions so and we actually have three applications out right now on kitties as well so yeah. wow congratulations yeah, very 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 cool and so give us the address really 946 quickly. East Orange Street right okay. near the intersection of Bartow and Ingram Okay, that's so cool. So as I as I kind of mentioned in the beginning, what I wanted to talk about today was the the importance of the third place and and also a little bit about your journeys in creating third places because I talk a lot about how hard it is to be an entrepreneur and to launch your own business and to go through this process. But it feels a little bit like the folks that are creating these third places have some extra motivation behind it because I, I don't know that when you all started talking about create or entering into a bookstore business, you were like, yeah, that's a great idea, going to be super lucrative. So tell us, tell me a little bit about how that how that conversation went, and and was there an element of this is important for the community that we keep a bookstore alive. Yeah, definitely. Bookstores have had a very special place in my own personal life growing up. Um, it being a place, a third place that I could go and enter into mm-hmm. while I'm growing, developing, learning who I am. Uh, books are these, uh, Stephen King calls them portable magic. Right? Oh, that that's a great, yeah. Just, uh, these these wonderful places that you can enter into in a book, right? That you don't even need to leave anywhere, but your mind and right. your soul can travel uh, anywhere and experience all these different things. And it makes you think, it makes you empathize, um, it takes you on these journeys, it, self-discovery, uh, all these wonderful things. And my wife has had the same experience. It's just that these, 
this is important. These are important things. Uh, the words in the books, there's the stories in the books, and then there's the stories about the books, and then there's mm. the meanings. And you're connected to humanity. You're connected to the author who wrote these things, and it may have been a thousand years ago, right. but somehow their words now traveling through time and space are now connecting with you and your humanity and the things that you're going through and hopefully out into the future. It's just this incredible concept, the power of words, the power of speech, of ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, that's beautiful and uh, I think worth preserving. Uh, also, kind of to play on the name, uh, you know, wanting to preserve this store that mm-hmm. had, was such a staple in Lakeland and and continue it. The name Inklings comes from and is an homage to a group of professors and writers, J.R.R. Tolkien, mm-hmm. C.S. Lewis, Owen Bartfield, and Charles Williams. Um, those were the four core guys. They were professors at Oxford teaching language and literature. Okay. And they would meet off campus at a pub called the Eagle and Child, which is also where our logo is inspired from, is from okay. that pub. Yeah, uh, They would meet, and uh, I think it was called the Rabbit Room, and they would drink pints and smoke pipes and talk about literature. So it was this wonderful third space for them that they would enter into and they right. would discuss ideas and literature. It's where the Chronicles of Narnia was first written and discussed and and edited. Um, and and yeah, they, they, they were trying to create that space for each other and to expand that out um, because they saw the power of words. It's, it's kind of funny too because Tolkien and Lewis were such good friends, but Tolkien, he despised allegories, infamously, <laughs> and then Lewis writes this huge allegory. Completely, right. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, there's probably some trash talking. I don't know how English, <laughs> old English professors trash talk. He probably called him a blueberry or something. <laughs> but um, I think he came around eventually to thinking that The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe was probably okay. But, <laughs> I mean, what an amazing story and connectivity mm-hmm. back through time to know that even though we've only really officially talked about third places as a term since the early 90s. <laughs> These have been spaces throughout our history where people have come together and shared and dialogued about disparate views and come to appreciate each other and, and each other's humanity. So I, that's a really cool extra little tidbit of, of story that I didn't expect out of that necessarily. So thank you for that. That's um, That's pretty... Pretty nifty. And Cindy, you know, same same kind of question. I've known you for a while through mm-hmm. your history and journalism, and I'm pretty sure you didn't wake up one day and say, oh, Adoptable Cats is going to make me a millionaire. No, yeah. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> when I start making my first dollar, I'll be really happy. Right. Um, and I don't have a story, a backstory quite as wonderful as that. Um, but yes, I think the idea came from the days I did work mm-hmm. at The Ledger. Um, I'm a photojournalist by trade, and for 30 years, that's what I did. Different newspapers, I was at the Ledger, mm-hmm. um, and I would we would cover these stories um, that um, I w- would be about these colonies that we have, mm, right. these massive colonies that we have in Lakeland mostly, but we would do them elsewhere as well. So I had that knowledge, and then of course, come 2010, I get laid off um, and start freelancing, and my father passes away, and it's like, well... What can I do with my dad's money? He was a successful businessman. What can I do with my dad's money that makes a difference? Because as a journalist, I think we're all in it by heart mm-hmm. 
to make a difference in our communities. A good ethical journalist is anyway, right? Um, and I was. I always wanted to be a part of a community where um, I could educate um, and welcome. And so that was what I was doing with, with my photographs, educating the community um, and letting them see things they couldn't see maybe on their own. And I feel like I've transitioned into a different journey with doing okay. that still. Right. So I'm not doing the photos like I used to, although we do have photos of kitties in the place. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are, and I say we, it is it is me and my husband, but he still works his full-time job. So okay. it's mostly me. Um, and we are um, trying to be a part of the community that is taking care of these colonies mm-hmm. in all of Polk County. So I work with a rescue. Okay. I work with Saving Paws Rescue of Florida, and she strictly works the Polk County Mm-hmm. Um, need. So our surrounding counties don't have the numbers that we have in Polk County. Polk County is number one for euthanasia in the Southeast. So not just Florida, right. but in the Southeast. So this is, you know, all our Southern neighbors. Um, and cats are actually euthanized at a 30% higher rate than dogs. Mm. So there's that need. And she recognizes that she has dogs for adoption as well. But she actually currently has 150 cats and gets con- contacted daily for uh, constant needs oh, because sure. we're a warm weather state. Right. It is constantly kitten season. And we have these well-meaning neighbors. I live in the Lake Morton area, and we have these colonies right in our neighborhood. And yeah. my neighbors are feeding them. And I'm like, your heart is in the right place, but if you're not spaying and neutering, you're um, adding to our problem mm-hmm. um, because you're you're actually gathering cats you're, you're having them come to you, and if they're not spayed or neutered, they're proliferating. Okay. And then we have huge colonies, and they just continue. And what I've learned recently, well, not recently, part of my business plan was um, that I learned one female cat can start reproducing at about six or seven months old, mm. and she can have up to four litters a year. Oh, my goodness. So we're looking at those numbers just incrementally expanding. Right. Um, and we're seeing that. I see that in my neighborhood. Yeah. Um, so, you know, please don't feed them. They're, they're predators. They can take care of themselves, yeah. you know? This is like PSA number two. Yeah. Third, third places are important. Yeah. And Sorry, span yeah. new yeah. your animals. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bob Barker would be proud of us. <laughs> right. <laughs> for, for those of us old enough to remember no, that. That is, this, yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so tell me um, how how coffee got involved and how the this third third place yeah. where people can, can come and... Be a part of a solution and be a part of a community because I think you know you and I were talking a little a little earlier that it you you can be allergic to cats and go have a cup of coffee at yeah. Cindy's place you yeah. know the 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 kitty cats are in a separate spot it's something that is they are um, but so tell me tell me a little bit about that part of it the um, there's the the animal welfare part but there's also the community and um, cafe part yeah yeah so I think. Initially, you know, the cat cafe came, cat cafe idea came to me, and then I was like, "How do I make this an even more intimate mm-hmm. part of our community?" So that's when I started doing a little more research on local roasters, mm. and I met Lisbeth at Ethos, mm-hmm. and she's amazing, and yes. all, and the way she um, sources her beans, very intentional, ethical, ethical, mm-hmm. incredibly ethical, which is at my core um, to be ethical and be a part of the community. And then I started researching, like, well. 
I don't want to see Cisco trucks in my parking lot mm-hmm. um, or U.S. Foods trucks in my parking lot. Let me look at local bakers and local chefs and how can I uplift other small businesses? Mm-hmm. So we have Ethos um, is our local roaster uplifting another small business, local mm-hmm. small business. And then several of my partners come from Catapult who don't even have a brick and mortar. Right. They're, they're really trying to just get their feet on the ground in our own community. How can I uplift them? Mm-hmm. So I have... Um, I have chocolate covered. Um, I have Meraki, and I have Southern Babies juices. Are the oh. my catapult members? Um, I serve the best cheesecakes in town using Three um, J Sweets, mm-hmm. and I just recently partnered with Honeycomb, who used to be a catapult member. Right. Yes, um, and now he's successful on his own with his own brick and mortar. And so we're now partnering with him, and we now serve lunches. So, and I also have, which I think is important, um, local artists hanging on oh, my walls right. as well. Yeah, and all of their stuff is for sale. And again, not wanting to take away from them, but uplift them, mm-hmm. I'm not taking a commission. Right. So the space on my wall is free for them. And if they sell something, they make 100%. Again, just trying to uplift our local um, chefs and bakers mm-hmm. and our artists. And of course, reducing the homeless cat population at the same time. So just being hyper-local. Yeah. Um, and in addition to that, so... And I'm, I'm getting a little chatty. Let me know if I need to bring it down. But the front of the building, um, I'd always known I wanted people to walk in mm-hmm. and feel like they were walking into a living room. Yeah. In this case, I'm, I've chosen a mid-century theme. So it's like walking into grandma's or depending on how old you are, maybe it's your parents. Right. Um, you walk in and there's all this 1950s mid-century furniture. Um, and then you, t- you walk up two steps and there's all this mid-century furniture in a dining room. Mm-hmm. So imagine chrome, lots of chrome in my dining room. Um, And then beyond that is the glass wall where you can see the kitties, Mm -hmm. but you don't have to go into the the room as we were mentioning earlier. Um, There's the separate ventilation system. So folks, and I do, I have parents bring their kids and can watch their kids through the glass because mom or dad is allergic. Right. Um, We do have an age limit though for being in the room alone. You can't be in the room alone if you're under 12. Yeah. but we also, in that space, I have games. Um, I have a chess board. Mm-hmm. Local chess club donated some boards. Um, and the kind of atmosphere where I want people to come read a book, kick your shoes off. I really don't care. Kick your shoes off. Right. Today is student day. Students can come and study. And we get that a lot. We get actually USF students. I've had poly students, polytechnic students, sure. yeah. as well as Lakeland and Harrison, all the ones that are in walking distance, Florida Southern. And those are the things that um, that we talk about a lot in the economic development community and in the business community about the amazing depth of talent that we have attending yeah. our local colleges and universities. And by by providing these spaces, creating these spaces where they can come and interact with other people and learn about the community we like to believe and evidence has proven that they're more likely to stay in the community and to to continue to be a part of what we have going on here. So Finn, I want to um, talk to you a little bit about what you have planned for this new space. I mean, you really are, you're moving out of a legacy space into something that's kind of new and exciting. And I, I, I 
I don't know if it's fair to say innovative in a bookshop world, but I think you've you and your wife have had a vision about what this space can be for the community. Tell me a little bit about what that looked like in your heads as you were imagining your new space, and now as you're over budget and <laughs> over over schedule and all of those things on on bringing it to fruition. It, yeah, the joys of uh, old buildings. Yes, right. Uh, well, when my wife and I first, you know reached the topic of starting our own business books were always kind of there at the mm-hmm. forefront. Um, and, and we wanted to be connected with the vibrancy of the downtown area. Um, and, and so that was initially what we were going towards. But when we heard that there was another store that was potentially going to be closing, uh, cause owners were retiring, we we're like, well, why don't we, why don't we join ourselves to that? First, you know, mm-hmm. instead of just trying to start from scratch, uh, we'll try to preserve something and um, help it to metamorphosize into its next, um, you know, its next stage. Uh, but downtown was always kind of on the vision board um, that the connectivity, the vibrancy, the life, the the interaction, the walkability of downtown. Uh, do, just say that one more time. The walkability. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and I know. And uh, again, those who have listened to me before know that our downtown is incredibly walkable, no mm-hmm. matter where you park. Yeah. 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 I, I was, and, and walking's good for you. I know. <laughs> it's fantastic. Get your steps in. Our current store, actually something we, are able to uh, brag about is that if you measure all the lateral shelves, it's almost two miles. Oh my so, goodness. So if you went up and down and looked at every, through every shelf, you'd really get your steps in. Wow. Yeah. There you go. Well, you really slowly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, uh, so, so yeah, we, we love beautiful downtown Lakeland, the history. Um, we feel like that f- just fits the vibe of, a bookstore. Yeah. Um, and again, it just so happened that uh, our friends at Prest had opened up there a few years before. Um, and we work together. We're part of um, something called the Lakeland Book Crawl because mm-hmm. there's actually, I want to give a shout out, yes. there are six yes. independent booksellers in Lakeland, which is amazing because a lot of towns don't have one, one. Right. Mm-hmm. anymore. And we have uh, six. So that's always something to look forward to in the spring. Uh, at the end of April with Independent Bookseller Day as we do a major book crawl where all six stores come together. That's awesome. Very, very cool. So one of the things that I'm listening to you both has, so in November, our friends at the Economic Development Council had their annual meeting and talked a lot about third places and had some of our favorite folks, right, from Palace Pizza and Mitchell's Coffee Shop and those those folks that have been around for a really long time kind of pioneered the third place in downtown at a time when downtown wasn't a place that was, it was walkable, but there wasn't anywhere to get to, you know, it was just, it was just kind of streets. And so talking about that and, and also, I don't know if juxtapose is the right word, but contrasting that with so much of what we hear about our desire as a community for big national brands to come in and and be a part of this community. And so I think their goal and and our goal too a little bit is to highlight the exceptional small businesses that we have here in town that are creating those um those third places and creating that sense of additional community um that and they're also our neighbors, right? They're not they're not a big conglomerate that can put a lot of money into opening a store and 
maybe somebody lives in Tampa or Orlando and isn't a part of the overall community. So just as a kind of um, commendation, right? We obviously appreciate that. And I think one of the messages that I would like to share as Amy, the individual human, is that it's okay for us as a community to celebrate the folks who are creating these spaces and to to also give them a little grace and recognize mm-hmm. that they are also individual humans mm-hmm. and that they are doing a really hard thing by mm-hmm. opening a small business and creating this space and welcoming people into their little part of the world and what they believe makes Lakeland great. You you have clearly set your vision forward on what makes Lakeland a great place and, and it involves a little bit of coffee and a little bit of saving kitty cats and um, a whole lot of come hang out and be a part of that. And and the same thing for you and your wife, you, you know, it's a lot about what helped you become the person who you were and who you are. And um, it just, that's, to me, I wish I could stand on a soapbox more often and, and I think say there's just, a risk though yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Um, like I think coming to downtown, very walkable, mm-hmm. but are people going to open their arms to us? Right. Um, and I think you've proven already that people have you've been in business long enough. I'm still trying to figure out how I fit into that. Right. I mean, I'm not directly downtown, so I'm a little off the beaten path. Mm-hmm. I'm not far from, you know, the Peggy Brown building and the Magnolia building. Right. I'm a block away but I'm a little off and mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out how walkable I am. Right. You know, um, I want to be, I want to put in a bike rack. I want to do those things so I can at least get people to bike to me. Yeah. Um, but it's still a little, you know, how do I fit in? And I'm, is the city going to still embrace me? I think we've had some luck so far. We're still trying mm-hmm. to get the word out. Thank you for letting me do this today. Right. Yes, absolutely. So yeah. yeah it's, yeah. I mean, it's critically important that, yeah. that we're supporting the folks who are supporting the community. Yeah. Running a business is tough no matter what. Right. Um, but you know, humans we are social creatures mm-hmm. and we're holistic beings like that need to live incarnationally like we need to be in the presence of others and things and uh dostoevsky says that beauty will save the world and, and i definitely can feel that in like you know kitty cat lounge or hopefully inklings bookshop we're trying to create these beautiful spaces um to add to what is already a beautiful lakeland um, these third places and these transitional spaces, um, a word I like liminal, these liminal spaces for people to enter into, um, and find beauty, find transformation, um, find meaning and and purpose and all those wonderful things that bring us, uh, joy and hope in life. Mm. That's yeah. That's just for the record. Um, I think that I just need to set a daily phone call with Finn so that I was going to learn a new vocabulary. Just a text thread. We can start a text (laughs) thread. You just send us some good positive vibes every day. Finn, can you do that? That'd be great. (laughs) I think maybe we'll start a new podcast with Finn's word of the day. I'll I'll put it on the vision board. And we can do it at Inklings. We can right. do it we at Inklings. Do- <laughs> That's yeah. So um, really, really quickly, um, I anticipated opening day, and I know I mentioned behind schedule over budget. Is there a so uh, whether we're ready or not, January second? <laughs> okay, brand yeah. new year, brand new space. Yeah, we we may have some unpacked boxes, but um, yeah, we'll be open. 
Okay, I'm pretty sure that somebody listening would be willing to come help. I was just going to say that a box yeah. for yeah. you. <laughs> um, so, um, tell us in um, in the next just couple of seconds. Is there a website? How can people find out more about Inklings? Yeah, I think the best thing is social media. Um, you know, I could get on a soapbox about social media, but um, <clears throat> that's but okay. It, it's, here. It's, it's, okay. It's, it's here. It's here. It's in our lives. So we got to deal with it. Um, but, but yeah, just at Inklings Bookshop, and that is shop. Um, you know, it's the it's, fancy it, way. It's the pretentious shop with two P's and an E. Yes, absolutely. Um, okay. So kind of going for that old English aesthetic um, right. coming from, you know, the, the Inklings group. There you uh, go. But yeah, social media, we do have a website as well, but I would say uh, Instagram is probably the best way to keep up to date with everything that's happening. Awesome. All right. Yeah. Cindy, same question. Same How do answer. people find out? Okay. Yeah, pretty Except much. not no pretentious shops. Yeah. No, okay. no. No. And kitty cat is spelled with a C. Because okay. I will have people, you know, cat oh. with a K and it's not. So kitty cat lounge with an E. Just with an E. Okay. Um, <laughs> and Instagram is probably our most frequented as well. Okay. But we do have them all. We have TikTok. We have Facebook, of course. And we have YouTube. We haven't been as good with YouTube. Okay. But we do have them all. And, of course, we have a website. And we do have the ability to make reservations on our website. Okay. Not always recommended or, or needed, necessary, but people can walk in for sure. The weekends we do get to get a little busy because we are open on Saturday and Sunday. Our only day closed actually is Monday. Monday, okay. So Saturday and Sunday a little more um, might be a little more necessary to have a reservation. But yeah, people are welcome to come in, and they, that's for just for cats. Like they can still walk in the front door. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Well, Finn, Cindy, thank you so much for joining thank me you. today. I really appreciate it. Again, everyone, thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Listen, Lakeland, of course, is um, an, an incredible program. And please tune in to lakelandvision.org for any additional um, information. Take our survey and continue to provide your feedback so we can work on how great Lakeland is. Listen Lakeland is brought to you as a collaborative project between Lakeland Vision, the City of Lakeland, and Hall Communications, a community working together to provide an exceptional quality of life. Thank you for being with us.